Thank you for checking out part two of our conversation of the Nashville shooting. In this video, we're talking a couple more statistics, another study. We're talking about what should we do as Christians and when do we hit that limit on when Christians uh, need to follow the law, but when do we hit that limit on when we need to maybe consider uh, saying enough is enough and that's it, and we're done and rebelling. So that's going to be an interesting conversation that uh, me and Aaron have. We also talk about universal background check versus background check, private sales in the state of Wisconsin, and where do we go from here now that the Nashville shooting has occurred? Because we know another shooting is unfortunately going to occur. Do we just say pack it all up and turn all guns in? Or are there other solutions that work probably better than that? Okay, fine. You know where my bias is. So go ahead and check out this episode of Use Your Words, where we continue talking about the Nashville shooting. What happened is he posted this study that it was like 2016 or whatever, and it was showing like people his age and what they thought, like, should people be allowed to have guns and all that, right? And he's like touting this study. He's like, oh, it's so great. This shows how young people don't want, you know, people with guns, blah, blah, blah. And then he conveniently left out the next part which is so like the original one was like in 2016. Then like it was, so it was talking about like guns and gun control laws and all that. And then in 2018, two things happened. A, the people who said in the same age range that said there should be stricter gun laws went down. And the people that said there should be less gun laws went up. So from the same age range, but he ignored that portion because it didn't fit with his narrative. That's interesting. So he he based his entire narrative off the older portion of the study, not the newest portion. Dirty dog. And I, I, I'm trying to go back in time on his thing and I can't find it anymore. Right. So it either a, it got taken down or B it's just lost in the Twitter stream. Cause misinformation. Cause that, if you, if you could see my screen right now, I'm just scrolling through his Twitter stream, oh, yeah. trying to find it. And it's just like, okay, geez, Louise. <sighs> yeah, I, it's a ugly situation. I, I did actually ask myself one thing. What'd you ask also, yourself? As far as it goes for like, gun laws stuff okay obviously we all have a background check and this is uh, uh, I I feel bad even mentioning this <gasps> oh that person loading a a rifle and cycling rounds through oh, I was like, like what the I heck was like, what are you talking about anyways go on yeah getting yeah um we have also we we have background checks, All right? Now in Wisconsin, I know for sure as you can gift guns, right? So, I thought, well, I guess I mean at this point, even at this point, it's like I know you're fine owning a gun, but I could even if I didn't, if you never had gotten a gun, but I was like, oh yeah, Paul can have a gun. I could buy one. I could give it to you as a gift. Now, my thought was, could you do background checks on like, like giving gifts sort of thing? Where like, 
if I'm going to get a gun for somebody, I pretty much just give them the money. They go in and buy it because then they're the one that has a background check gun on them sort of thing. Right. That's illegal, by the way. That's what? That's illegal. Illegal? That's called a straw purchase. A straw purchase. So if I'm like, if, if I gave you money to go buy a gun for me. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Oh, I, I'm, I'm mishearing then. Go on. Say I'm giving you money for you to buy yourself a gun. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a gift. What's, I mean, what's. Yeah, you're what, gi- okay. So you're giving me money the to money buy it. to purchase a gun for yourself. Okay. And I'm still going through the, all, doing all the paperwork. So the paperwork is all with your name on it, yeah. not my name. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking okay. the opposite way for a second there. Oh, okay. No, uh, no, no. I'm not giving you a gun to get me one. No, no, no. No, I'm giving you money to get yourself a gun as a gift for yourself. Okay. Um, for the universal background check, what is, what, I guess, what is that all about then? Versus, instead of, so I'm just thinking of private sales where it's like, all right, if I want to sell my gun to somebody, could we go into a gun store and they just run a background check on the guy I'm selling it to? That That's exactly that's, what they want to do. That's what they want to do. Right. So what, I guess, what... What does this universal background check? Thing? That's what they want. The universe. Anytime a gun trades hands, they want paper or they, they want, want a paperwork trail. Okay. That's what they're talking about. Don't they? Cause so, if I were to sell a gun and they, a background check doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Obviously I have to think that they are responsible enough and won't do anything stupid with the gun. Like I have to, use my judgment whether or not to sell it to somebody which i would never advise anybody i guess to necessarily sell to a stranger so <laughs> yeah so like in wisconsin right mm-hmm. and i have this up here in wisconsin you could do a private sale without a background check however if you knowingly sell to someone that you know cannot have a gun if you yes right uh so in other words that's you, you know they're under the influence of drugs they're um even like they were committed to uh, like a psychiatric center by a court order. Mm-hmm. If you know they have uh, any other felonies that would prohibit them from having a gun, if you sell, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Right. Okay. So, but if you like, like, let's say me and you, like, I, I go, you know what, Aaron, I really like that gun. I want to buy it off of you. Mm-hmm. You know. Obviously, if I had, don't have any things, I haven't had my own, you know, concealed carry license revoked. You're, you're probably like, yeah, he's probably pretty safe to have this, you know, right. you know, legally. And you'd be able to do that. I can do that. So what yeah. they want to do with that is, in that case, you know, you could just sell it to me. I just give you the cash. We trade. You give me the gun. We're good to go. Right? Now, if something were to happen, though. I still have to, well, like, so let's, you, let's you, say I had no suspicion of you doing anything wrong with it. Right. And let's say one day just boop, I, snap. I, I snap and I go shoot And you someone. use it incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they'll take that gun and it will be tied back to me. So I guess, I, okay, yeah. So what know. What you could do in that At case. At that point, to, you just say, to, I sold this to this. Yeah, and what you could do in that case to protect like yourself in mm-hmm. that situation is literally you write up something print it out and say on this day i sold this gun to paul blah 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 you sign it i sign it because some degree and then, and then you keep it there's still a paper trail to some degree it's just not within 
an uh, FFL or like a store. Yeah. It's not an FFL. Right. But what that does also is it protects you. You know, if, if I misuse the gun, yeah. you could say I sold it to him at this time mm-hmm. on this date legally, blah, blah, blah. Here's the, here's, here's the receipt that both me and him signed that I did it. But if you right. want to protect yourself fully, guess what you could do as part of the condition of the sale? And you could do this now, even in Wisconsin, you could say, Hey, you know what? I know you, but to protect myself and to protect, you know, whatever else, let's go and do the sale at a gun store and have them. Oh, so do, you can do that. You can do that willingly. Where, so the person that buys a gun off of you still has to do a background check. Yeah, you could do that. You as the seller could say, you know what? I still want to do this through a background check and, mm-hmm. and then just pay that, just pay the background check fee. So that's not a universal background check. No, universal, so ba- universal, universal, universal background check is that anytime it transfers ownership, it would be mandated that you do a background check. Hmm. Okay. So like right now in Wisconsin, it would be optional. Right. For a private sale. That's interesting. Okay. But the back universal background check could be, it would be mandatory even on a private sale. Right. I guess I'm just wondering at this point, I mean, even if I were to sell to somebody and didn't do the background check, like to some degree, there's still a paper trail because hopefully as a responsible human, I would have, you know, some information written down for myself to say, I sold it to so-and-so this day. They are the last person that I know should have the gun versus being me. I guess I, I'm wondering what the big difference is then between me having that paper and then a gun store having that paper. So, because it's not like it's it's not like it's going into some big registry. Well, I guess that's the fear, though, is that it would. Right, and that's the thing. Most of the legislation that's tied to universal background check, they also a lot of the legislation that's written. I won't say all, but a lot of it also has this concept of a registry also tied into it. Yeah, the registry part is where it's like, eh, eh. right, and that's if they would separate the two, I think there'd be a lot less pushback. But a lot of times they're tied together. Yeah. Cause that's where I'm imagining is like, so for the whole universal background check thing, it's like, I wouldn't have an issue having to go to a gun store and do a background check on the person, whether you know them or not. Well, especially if you don't know them, but if you do know them, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see the big deal in going to a gun store and be like, Hey, let's do a background check just to cover the bases. Right. Um, but as far as going to a registry, yeah, that's where it gets out of line and i guess yeah in my opinion as well that's when i think i'll have a boating accident yeah yeah exactly good thing we know someone with a boat (laughs) (laughs) so it could be legitimate (laughs) not to say that i would lie to anybody no that's see now i knew it's funny i did have a conversation with this to a, a co-worker and I was going on about like, so I was like, if a gun buyback literally did happen in the States. Yeah. What am I going to do? The water levels of Michigan should rise about. <laughs> that would be a- about triple. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's height. <laughs> that would be fantastic. But it's like, and this is going to like, as far as like a Christian goes now, you might have a different opinion or have more knowledge than I do and can correct me. But as a Christian, would we have to give them up? 
That that becomes a very interesting question. Because we're supposed to... Now, because that's the thing. It's like, as an American, absolutely not. Like, this is an American. America, like, yeah, America baby. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> like, we can fight for that Second Amendment because, as far as we know, it's like, that can't be taken away. So, for the government to be doing that, it's like, they are attacking, in a sense, like, giving reason to attack or, like, cause the whole, like, a civil war or whatever, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Very nasty conflict. So in that regard, it's like, ah, that's, it's messed at, up. At, at, Go, what, government, yeah. at what level do Christians have the authority to rebel against the government? That's ultimately the question. Right. And, and that's a very. Because we're supposed to. Submit to the submit government. To because we, we believe, according to what the Bible says, that God put that government in place for a reason. Right. Where we like it or not at times, right? Uh-huh. And that that's something I've been thinking about as well. But like at what point do we say enough is enough? And at what point do we go, okay, fine, whatever? Yeah. I haven't come to a full conclusion yet on that personally. Mm-hmm. But the guidelines I'm kind of going with so far, and these are very fluid guidelines. Okay. Unlike gender, my thoughts are fluid. <laughs> Okay. Strike two. <laughs> For you. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's this. When the government gets to a point that it is not just governing, but it is deliberately evil and promoting evil. Mm-hmm. That is at the point at which I go, well, you know what? Maybe it's time to reconsider some things and figure out some things. Right. That makes sense. When, when, when I say deliberately and promoting evil, what I mean is if they are encouraging, promoting, institutionalizing in law, enforcing stuff that is against things that are explicitly stated in the Bible. As being wrong. As being wrong. Or they explicitly go against things in the Bible that are good. Right. Which would be wrong. Right. But I mean, but the Bible says these things are good. These things are bad, right? It's one thing to say, enforce the things that are on the bad list, but it's another thing also at the same time to say, go against the things that are on the good list. That are good. Okay. When when the government tries to do that, when the government tries to say, bend the knee, bow down to Biden as the emperor king god. No. That's when I have to say no. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Up until that point, I may not like it. I may go on a boat. And <laughs> legitimately lose my guns <laughs> in hopes to get them later. <laughs> I, I may not be a happy person, but right. th- I wouldn't have, in my mind, a legitimate reason to go against the government from a Christian perspective. Yeah. And that's rough and that's hard because that goes against a lot of the core of what I want to personally, now as I said, personally believe. Right. Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) It does. Now. It really does. Will we get to that point at some point? Maybe. I don't know. The way we're going, 
wouldn't be surprised. We're going to hit World War III first, but... Or a Civil War. Which, in that case... Well, we'll probably hit both at the same time, knowing us. Luckily, us. At, at, at that case, uh, my allegiance is already tied to a certain part, and, um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on to my gun if that happens. <laughs> at that point, I think we're forming a commune somewhere. <laughs> Not a commune, uh, yeah, community. Commune, community. Yeah. All right. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I, I know where I will. I, I, I'll go find my former boss, and wherever he goes, I'm going to be like, I'm coming with you. Because <laughs> he, told me, he told me about his brother-in-law. So. Sweet. <laughs> like, got some got some goods. And the fact that he just so casually said, yeah, if there's a zombie apocalypse, he's like, I'd be in the roof picking them off one by one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, sir, I'm you are you a there. quiet, gentle giant. Yeah. <laughs> When I say gentle giant, I mean the guy is tall. You big, you he's big tall, guy. tall, tall, tall. I was like, "Sir, yes, I'm <laughs> this is interesting." Sorry, I just saw this. I wanted to play it real quick because right. oh, they're saying all of a sudden Ben Shapiro finds a limit to guns. And um, oh, here's what the tweet says: Ben Shapiro suddenly finds a limit to his absolution absolutism on the right to own firearms. Okay. The gun control narrative is ridiculous in the sense that this person legally obtained the guns. I'm unaware what law would, would be passed that would have prevented this person from obtaining the guns. I'm perfectly fine with banning people who uh, suffer from gender dysphoria from purchasing weapons. That seems to me a pretty significant symptom of an underlying mental malaise that is going that could theoretically be a problem in terms of owning firearms. But I don't think the left believes the same thing. Oh, okay. So I see what he's saying. So he's saying if you have mental health issues... Should have known a firearm. Now, the shooter, yeah. the shooter was in treatment. They said for an emotional disorder. That's mm-hmm. all they said. They didn't say more. Right. Uh, so that that you know, I and I've seen that too. Like, and that's why we have the thing of if you are forced, you know, by court order or yeah. by like ER into psychiatric care that you can't own a firearm and you have to go to court to literally get that expunged from your record to be able to then legally own a firearm again. Mm. Like, and, and that's like the main difference between like me and someone who was forced in. Right. Cause I went willingly. I can still own. Correct. Yeah. And now this is only going off of what, uh, Crowder has mentioned mm-hmm. uh saying that within is it is it is it within the LGBT or like the trans community how the, the suicide rate is like quite high? I've heard him reference that. I haven't looked at the, right. the Not, stats that he provided. Yeah, neither neither have I. But I'm just thinking if it's some that high within that group, I mean, I can't help but be very cautious about personally selling so them guns. And now also seeing how people within the trans or LGBT, I don't know. Is so it, is it all the same community still <laughs> or is it separate to some degree? Oh, geez, Louise, that that's a whole other conversation. So to talk about what you're talking about with the trans thing. Yeah. So 
This is from the National Library of Medicine, NIH. Okay. This is a study, uh, suicidal, suicidality among transgender youth, elucidating the role of interpersonal risk factors. That's the name of the study. Gosh, was, I hate that. <laughs> it was published in April 29th, 2020. So it's a relatively recent study. Came out during the pandemic. I'm going to read the first couple of lines of the abstract, and I'll pull this up on the screen here. Abstract. Data indicates that 82% of transgender individuals have considered killing themselves and 40% have attempted suicide. With, suicide, with suicidality highest amongst transgender youth. That is a large number. That is. There have been studies, and I don't have it up here, so I, I can't give you numbers, right? Some have shown that a decrease in the suicide, suicide ideation, I'm just going to say that because that's easier to say, uh, of people post-surgery than pre-surgery, but some have also shown same relative rate, post-surgery, pre-surgery. Okay. So it, it's not a simple thing. No, unfortunately it's not. And you have people who have transitioned who then later on regret it and then are plagued by the fact that they had permanently altered their bodies afterwards. I want to make something very clear here. This is not to cause any hatred towards anyone doing that. In fact, as a Christian, and, and here's, a, here's the funny part. All right, I shouldn't say funny part. Here, here's the thing. As a Christian, we're told we're still supposed to love everyone, regardless of whatever. Now, mm -hmm. love does not equal confirmation. Mm -mm. Love does not equal affirmation. Love means to care for a person. It doesn't mean to affirm a person in, in what they're in what it is. We are to love everyone regardless of their sin, not affirm the sin. And you're going, well, you're calling transgendered people sinful. You know what? All of us as humans are sinful. We're born that way. Sorry. Yep. Even your and I, I'm going to use their terminology so people will understand it properly. The cis white male, guess what? They're sinful too. They're not exclusive or anything like that. So like I said, he, he, you know, even with the, you know, the cisgender, straight male, whatever, white male, whatever, you know, all of us are born sinful. So I'm not, I'm not saying, because here's a, here's a little preview, Johnson, into something. I don't know if you know this or not. Um, like, when you talk to anyone from like the gay community, the transgender community, whatever, when they hear Christians go, Oh, you know, we don't believe that, you know, you can be in a uh, same sex relationship or you, or you go, we don't believe in transgenderism, you know, that, you know, God made us male or female. That's how they, he made us. Right. But, and this is the difference I think between Christians and non-Christians in general, Christians, we find our identity in Christ, right? And we just happen to be, I just happen to be a Mexican who's also Christian, okay? Mm-hmm. People from that other, from that other community, they make their identity that they are gay. They are transgender. So when you say, you know what, from a biblical perspective, don't believe in this. Don't believe in transgenderism. Don't believe in gay marriage and that. They think you're attacking them, not you know, that because they make their identity gay. They make their identity transgender. So when you say, oh, not, 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 not for that, they hear, oh, you're not for me. 
Yeah, they take it as a very personal attack right. on them. And so that's that's why I'm making it very clear. And, and I don't know if you knew that or not, that, that whole concept behind that. Uh, that's how people from that community take it. So when I say, you know, hey, as a Christian, this is why I believe that. That's why I believe it. And that's why I can distinguish because all of us, according to scripture, and I can say this from my own personal uh, beliefs and my own personal experience, you know, when Christ, when the scripture says that we have all fallen short of the glory of God, guess what? Jeez <laughs> <laughs> Louise, not enough time to go over that list right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that. you know, that's where it is with that. So that's. I say when that's the case, that's the case. But the person, regardless of what pronoun they want to use, what gender they say they are, whatever, guess what? That person, and this is by, when we had that conversation a while back, remember, I said, all people, regardless of whatever, they're deserving of love and respect. Mm -hmm. And that's why I still believe that at my core. Because regardless of what they identify as, what gender, what pronouns, whatever, they do deserve and are worthy of love. Still going to get in that twitch for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was, uh, as I was looking through some scripture, this is one that came out to me. And it's, it, it's Romans 12, and I guess I'll start at 9 and just go all the way through. But it is, it's, uh, this section is titled, The the Marks of a True Christian. Mm-hmm. And so it says, starting in verse 9 of Romans 12, Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fer- I can never say that word. Fervent, fervent, fer- fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. That one was like, hmm, okay, yep. <laughs> Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. And starting in verse 14 here and going on. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, as far as it depends on you, Live peaceably with all. Mm-hmm. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. <laughs> Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that ends that uh, chapter there. And man, I guess, yeah, there's the one, the part that, well, the one verse that really, I guess, figured was, if possible, 
so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And I was thinking on that. I'd, I'm glad it says if possible. <laughs> but there's there's also the next part in there. Yes. So far as it depends on you. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 reading that was it was interesting in this uh, time of craziness that's going on right now. But it, at least a reminder to yeah, still show love to those, even that cause you <sighs> troubles. And the other part I liked the most, and the whole thing was the be constant in prayer. Mm-hmm. Which and that was one question I had. So I was like, "So what do we do next? I guess to move on from here." And for me, it was—I mean, pretty much just the reaction to the whole situation in uh, when it first came out was just <sighs> prayer for the families that lost someone, whether it being one of the th- one of the kids, one of the teachers, or workers. I mean, even for, uh, I mean, I sent a couple people a message that I knew uh, of teachers. Well, one teacher that I had in the past and just a friend of mine that I know is a teacher, I just sent them a message being like, hey, I can imagine this might be a little, I don't know, potentially a rough time for you to some degree. I was like, just to let you know, I was like, I'm praying for you and the kids and other teacher, teacher teachers that, you know, or around you because it's i guess yeah obviously the hope is to never see something like this again but knowing that there's evil in the world and oh we're gonna see it unfortunately yeah unfortunately so it's just i mean just be constant in prayer for everyone and i wasn't sure like when i was typing this out and thinking of it like i hate to some degree, like it, making a point to be praying for the family of uh, the shooter, because mm-hmm. we should also be doing that as well. It, I guess the thing I don't like about it is that it's like when I say pray for everybody, you'd think you just most people just immediately think, oh yeah, of course, even for them. But it seems like so many people are so hateful of anybody that is i guess related to that person to some degree where it's like they just wish poorly upon them and that was one thing i did see a tweet uh that sat with me in a bad way let me see if i can find oh and because someone was saying do you think we actually give uh a care to put it nicely Mm-hmm. Uh, what this POS human filth serial killing child murders sob story is <laughs> burning hell don't care I'm just thinking that's the sort of now I'm gonna guess this person probably doesn't consider themselves a Christian or is a Christian period and if they do consider themselves a Christian well <laughs> that is not the there are unfortunately many Christians who think like that and act like that that I've yeah. seen unfortunately but yeah, yeah. We should pray for the family because, to be honest, the family probably had no idea that this 
was going to happen. In fact, a lot of the interviews, they no, said no. they didn't. They thought that she had sold her last gun, not bought new guns. Because oh. they yeah. only knew of one gun before. Wow. And that she had sold it, not then replaced it with seven guns total. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, pray for a family. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, unfortunately for them, you know, it's too late for them to make a decision either way. It's what's done is done. We're, we're at the point of no return, unfortunately, for them. Yeah. Uh, take comfort in the fact that since this was a Christian school, hopefully the, the sub and the teachers in that were of Christian faith and believed. Mm-hmm. And the kids, because they were so young, you know, I, I'm still of that. Yeah, I'm still of that mindset of that like a cage, uh, age of accountability sort of deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that gives me some comfort, but obviously I'm not going to know the full answer until the end there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I look at this and I go, this is unfortunately going to happen again because one side demands removing of all guns. And there seems to be no common ground between the two. Like people, someone I know personally, you know him as well, Tom, uh, used to play Ingress with him. Okay. Okay. He, he's on Twitter as well. And he was like, Hey, it's like, I am willing to donate 40 hours a week to be a trained armed guard at a school. Mm-hmm. He's like, who else is with me? <laughs> it, it, but, me. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, but you have a, you need to actually do a job is the thing he's talking about. Oh, you know, this, I mean, this is true. He's like, know. he's like, there's a bunch of retired police, military, oh. private security. That would be great for doing stuff yeah. like that. He's like, hey, you know what? Put into your budget that maybe there's a little like, not not pay, but like maybe some health insurance coverage or something like that as well, or just pure volunteer, depending on the school budget or whatever. He's like, he's like, I bet you there's a lot of people, and I bet there are as well a lot of people who would be more than willing to donate their time, their resources, their energy to do all that. Yeah, yeah, shoot. I mean, I'd 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 take it for a job too if it was available. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's going to yeah. be a, that's going to be a, re- a retro school Correct. district. A lot of school districts are True. are struggling with money. Have, yeah, but well, I'm, I'm thinking for like when I went to high school, and now granted, this is high school. This isn't. I mean, with I guess we would still be considered kids according to some yeah studies. Anywho, we had police officers as guards and security through in high school here. Yeah. I never thought twice about it. And if anything, I was a little more happy f- that they're around. And one felt bad for them because it's like these, a lot of these kids are stupid and given one, one either give them crap or just disrespectful. So it's like, yeah, my heart goes out to them because they're there to help you. And even if you're a jerk to them, if something were going wrong with you, they're going to help you. They're still going to help you regardless of what you do. Yeah. And so that that's why. I keep coming back to my solution is and, and what a lot of people propose, but the far leftists, the far extreme Democrats go, no, we can't do that is guards at the door, locked doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's yeah. simple. Yeah. It's not hard to do. And then, you know, and then they'll be like, well, then the student's going to bring in a gun, blah, blah, blah. Well then, Hey, metal detectors, guess what? You know where I used, I went to high school, Horlick. Nowadays, you, you know what they do? Mm. They have, amazingly, metal detectors at the door. And the doors are locked. What? 
you can't just walk in off the street anymore to Horlick. Well, that's good. Amazing. That could stop some stuff. Now, they don't have like any armed guards at any of the doors or anything like that because, A, there's too many doors at Horlick. There's a lot of doors. Yeah, there are a lot of doors, especially at yeah, big schools, high schools. But and there's a lot of but they're, entries. They're at least trying. They lock. And they've been doing this huh? since at least 2002. I'm trying to think of how 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 do they let you in? Do you buzz in? Do you have Yeah, a... so you come in through one of the side entrances, which is right by the office, and you get buzzed into the office area. Because I went I, mean... I went and visited one of my old teachers when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And that's the process I had to go through. Oh. Okay. And yeah. and that was like two years after I graduated. Oh, wow. Okay. So then they've, yeah, that's been a thing for a while then. So can you imagine, I haven't been there recently because he's retired. He's no longer there and that, but that they have to have really just, hopefully, hopefully they've kept that up and increased it. Right. But I mean, we're talking about 2002, 2003, this was happening. We can yeah, it's do- nothing. I mean, on the high school level, it should be nothing new. We can do that for elementary and middle school. And I'm sorry if you go, oh, it's a little prison. Well, it's not no. prison. And you know what? It's better that, than, you know what? You know what? I think a child coming home alive at the end of the day is worth a little, oh, I don't like that the doors are locked. Or that there's a guy with a gun guarding the school. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, I don't, why would you jump to the conclusion of, well, why would you jump to the comparison of calling it a prison? That just, it, yeah, it just does not make it's any hy- sense. It's hyperbolic, and it helps you sell your point of we need to get rid of the guns because obviously, if we have guns and people are in prison, then I guess we're just all in prison when we go to government buildings or federal buildings or whatever. Yeah. Well, when they, you go to concerts, it's one big prison. Well, depending to, on your view, sure. You know, as some as someone put it, he he says, "How did how did it go exactly?" It's like your government issued um jail number aka your social security number we're just in one big prison that, that's that's how he yeah. that's how he put it <laughs> I, I would not recommend his content so i'm not so going to save funny. it out say it out there but yeah it's that's someone i happened to come across one time and i was like what? i don't know oh geez okay that's kind of funny though but I'm, like i said unfortunately this is going to happen again and again and again until we get real that and realize it's not the gun. It is the person. People that need help. It is the heart of the people. It is the heart of the country that needs to change. Because you can take away the guns. It'll be knives. It'll be sticks. It'll be batons. It will be Whatever they put together. It will be whatever. Vehicles. Be 3D printed weapons. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do if you don't address the people. If you don't address the dire circumstances of which people are in, and right now with raising and inf- rising inflation, that's crazy. Uh, people who are scared of how the economy is going in that. Going to get stressed. We're going to be doing purge really soon here. I, yeah. Hope not, but. So what do we do? I don't know fully what we do. Well. <laughs> as far as christians go i hopefully i hope we can come together <laughs> and help one another but then also i mean that like, it's funny how the whole idea of being bold is coming back into my head but as far as like i mean there's a chance for people to outreach to those to help 
one another in need sort of thing and being loving to others. This is, I mean, we've always have that opportunity to some degree. I mean, we're all, we can always be doing that. Yeah. But it's like at a time where it's like now or never sort of thing almost. And, and we like, have the very distinct disadvantage. And, and I'll say this for, uh, thankfully, I personally don't know anyone that does this. Because if I did, me and them would have a very, very strict conversation. Nice. It would be very hard for me to be loving, but we would have, have a very strict conversation. Christians, and I'm not putting Westboro Baptists in there because they're just antagonizers <laughs> of things, right? But Christians who go out to places and go and hold the signs that say, you know, God hates fags or God hates trans or, you know, be trans your dad, whatever. Mm-hmm. No. Absolutely. 100%. No. Again, getting back to what I said earlier, you know, there's that distinction between identity and what we do as a sin and who we are as a person. God loves the person, right. regardless of what they have done. God wants to see them at some point come to him, be redeemed. God may disagree with your lifestyle. That's a whole other conversation. See, it's the sin in our lives that he hates. Exactly. That's what I said. That's what I said. He, God will disagree with the lifestyle, but that's what I said. It's a whole other conversation at that point. Yeah. God loves the person still, regardless of what they have done, how they are living, or what they... Trust me, both me and you can attest to how that is true in, in our own lives on the own things that we have done. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. And there are people out there who have unfortunately because of some stupid idiot Christians out there. I'll say it that way. Trust me, the, my brain there's, wanted to say there's it far di- worse better things that could be said. My my brain but, wanted to say it a completely different way. This uh, is the nice this is the nice way. Acceptable way. Who <laughs> will take advantage of a tragedy and sit up there and hold up those signs and say stuff like that. You know, God hates bags and that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make them feel a more divided. They're going to think Christians are just pure hatred. You know, mm-hmm. if if you look through some of these comments on Reddit and Twitter, and that after the shooting, people are like, "Well, obviously this church, this uh, Christian school, deserved it because they are a uh, hate mongering creation machine and all that, because of stuff like this, because of how." people in the LGBT community see their identity as their sexuality and they don't, they can't separate the two because of how they see Christians and respond to that, you know, in where they hold up the, that stupid sign. So we need to do a little house cleaning in, in our own circles first as well. That's what I said. There's no one that I personally know holds up on those signs. And it, like I said, if they did mean them would have to have a very one heck of a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I might be like, Aaron, would you please hold on to my guns for a couple You're days? Right. <laughs> you just take long, make sure I don't do anything too drastic. Yeah. Just make sure I don't like right. dr- have a drink beforehand or anything. Like that <laughs> Cause and, I ain't gonna care. <laughs> and don't do anything stupid, you know? Yeah. Because that Absolutely. would, cause that is, no, I, I say that in kind of in jest, uh, 
I, I, I wouldn't do that to someone, even if I disagree with them fully, but that is a serious conversation at that point to have with them. Be like, look, here's the, what you're doing. Here's the damage you're causing where you realize it or not, your way of going about it is completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And I put the crazy anti-gun leftists in that same camp. They're doing the same exact thing. And, you know, people are like, well, Democrats have guns and that. Okay, fine. You guys go clean up your camp too and get these crazies in line, in line, essentially, <laughs> you know, you know, the old phrase gets, no, I'm not gonna say it, um, <laughs> but yeah, get your crazies in line and let's come together and realize something that this is never going to stop until we address the root cause of this. I'm not saying everyone in the United States become a Christian. Would I love that? Yes. No, of course. But yeah, that'd be you can't, amazing. We, we're not back in the time of the, you know, conquistadors and being able to, you know, force conversions on people. That's not what we're doing. Okay. That's not what we're supposed to do in this case. We're supposed to go out, proclaim the gospel to everyone. You know, and, and then, then some people will be like, well, shouldn't you just be peaceful? Shouldn't you just let's, we'll have that discussion as part of it, but at the same time, it, it's not a thing of, because there's nuance in that conversation. You know, if I see Aaron being attacked by someone and it's his life or the other person's life, how, you know, am I supposed to just, oh, I'm going to oh. turn, I'm going to turn Aaron's cheek for you. <laughs> Bye, Aaron. It's nice yeah. knowing you, man. I'll see you later. <laughs> there's some nuance in that conversation. And, yeah. and as Christians, we do have hope in that afterlife and being able, being with our loved ones again and being with God. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we also are supposed to uphold justice. We are supposed to also uphold what is right. That's I said, it's a nuance. And that's, yeah. and that's another conversation we can have down the road too. Yeah, it is. Which will be another big, long, probably very wild conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so what, so what do we do now? What, what do we do moving forward? How do we keep our nation from just going off the rails. Uh, I think you already hit the nail on the head with this one. As Christians, A, we pray. That's the first thing we can do. Mm -hmm. B, if you are so inclined, get involved with your local legislation. Why did I say local, not national? Because all the changes that are going to happen, are they're going to be most impactful to you, are going to be on the local level. Mm -hmm. And C, engage in the national debate and I admit I can be snarky at times, especially like to, to David Hogg. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I, I, I admit it. Okay, maybe not the best thing all the times, <laughs> but try to engage in that conversation to the best of your ability with grace. I understand. I am not going to get Hogg to change his mind. I fully get that, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, look. Here's another perspective. And yeah, I'll throw some snark in there just for fun. But it's not a, I'm not, it's not a, like a direct attack. Like, Hey, you're an idiot. Da da da. It's like, Hey dude, I know math failed you, but <laughs> let's look at this from a different perspective. Think about this a little bit more. And, and that's the thing when engaging with the arguments, engage the argument, not the person. Right. Because to make it personal. Because if you engage the person, they'll see it as a personal attack and they will never, ever, ever listen to what you're saying. 
they'll just fight harder in the opposite direction. Yep. So that that's what I think going forward. That's how we do it. Yeah. And will there ever come a time when Christians will have to say enough is enough? Maybe, but I don't think we're there yet where I could clearly say, Aaron, we're going for a boating ride. <laughs> right. <laughs> I joke about it, you know, because that's kind of like the joke that everyone yeah, makes. Yeah. But boating accident. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet. No. And then, of course, I have to answer the question well, why did you have all your guns with you? Well, we were going to the shooting range out in the middle of the. Lake. Yeah. You know, we wanted to test ballistics in every round with different uh uh yeah you know yeah we'd be caught lying right away <laughs> especially me i'm terrible <laughs> yeah oh i know that from a fact <laughs> oh my goodness so is there anything else you wanted to add on moving I mean, forward thoughts or anything else i mean mainly it's just the yeah Praying for all the families, one directly affected with this whole, well, with Nashville and even past, I mean, Uvalde being not that far in the past. Past past and future ones, unfortunately. Yeah. Just prayer and my heart goes out to you guys, praying for you. And even those that haven't gone through anything with, with, with the teachers and kids and whatnot, it's just praying for them too, hoping yeah. that they don't have to endure something. Yeah, my last piece awful. of my last piece of advice is this. Do not run towards short-term gains for long-term losses. In other words, what I mean is you go, "Well, we could do this immediately and not think about what's going to happen long-term." Right. And I'm saying that for any position, I'm not just saying, you know, in in this specifically like, "Oh, got to get rid of the guns." Well, then I'm saying think of that for anything you're doing. Even, hey, should I spend like a thousand dollars for this? Long term versus yes, you know. <laughs> yes. So th- that's yeah. what that's what I'll say for that. But if anything else, I think we wrap this up here, Mr. Johnson. Yeah.